On tonight's episode of Heat Check, we talk about the state of Kentucky basketball with a special friend of the program. Kansas and Kansas State will recap that. Two top teams are going in completely different directions, and Bracketology is back. All that and so much more on tonight's edition of Heat Check. interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Send it in, Jerome! Hit it! Here's a little gangster short and size, a t-shirt Levi's, this is only just guys. What's up? Like Welcome to Heat Check. It's a Wednesday night. We're in the Bill Austin Radio Studio. Good to be with you once again. Kevin Millater, joined by my friends Riley Swenson and Scott Sanduli. Ryan Sakura, not in attendance. But gentlemen, how are we feeling? It's February, man. I feel... I've, well, I've been better. I shouldn't, shouldn't say I feel great. We'll get to that later on in the show, keep people on the, on the edge of their seat. Uh, but I feel good, man. It, it's, uh, it's February. We're in the studio talking college basketball. What, what could be better? Nothing. I have to agree. <laughs> good call, Scott. Great. Scott is very tired tonight, so if you don't hear much from him, that, that, would, be, that would be why. But he's going to power through it, you know? He's a trooper. And we respect and love Scott for that because he's powering through. This guy You're is literally ju- going to mute me in the next five minutes, bro. That's not necessarily true. I was trying to compliment you, and here you are yet again just cutting me off. I was literally talking about how hard you've been working in the gym and just how hard you've been working with your new spot at Devil's Digest. But no, Don't let, me be rude to the, me. let me be rude to the guy who has the power of the microphones. Don't patronize me. Let's just talk some college hoops, man. I'm not patronizing you, man. Yes, you are. I'm really not. Pandering. Okay, now I might be meeting you here in a second, and that might be the last year from Scott tonight. We'll see. <laughs> Let's talk real basketball. Like you said, Kansas, Kansas State last night. Gabe Swartz and Henry Dominey, very happy people. And I I don't want to just – I don't want to be LeBron here and say, oh, yeah, I called it. But I did have um, a very legal, legally placed bet on it through other people. So it was legal, but I did pick Kansas to win this game also in the game picks, which if you look right now, I'm the only one undefeated this week. I'm the one with the best record. And if Ohio State and Michigan both get it done tomorrow night, I will be 8-0 on the week. So game picks are back. I'm sorry we missed those for so long, but I'm killing it, and I I did pick Kansas last night. I picked Kansas as well, so I feel great with you there, Riley. It was just the classic, like, Kansas State was in the midst of, like, this is the highest their program has been in a little while. They're facing their arch rival at home. It was like that kind of like breakout moment. Now it's like the real team shows itself. The be- Not the real team. The better team shows itself. Well, Kansas State in the first game just shot the lights out. And they were at home. It was the program kind of changing Jerome Tang era defining win for them. It's what they needed. And then they go to Allen Fieldhouse where it's seemingly impossible to win unless you have Mike Miles and your TCU. But just for a Big 12 team to go into Allen Fieldhouse, it's nearly impossible to win. And you knew the fans would show up, and they did. And, I mean, this team, it was a a much more balanced effort from Kansas, which I think if you're a Jayhawk fan, which we have a lot of Jayhawk listeners out there, you got to be pleased with that just because we saw in the first game Jalen Wilson had 30-plus points and – that's not going to be the key to success for them. It's going to be about balance. And they got 20 from him still. He was their leading scorer, but 18 from Dewan Harris and then 16 from Kevin McCuller. 10 of 12 from the free throw stripe. Free throw stripe. That's a tough one to say. Stipe. 
uh, Kevin McCullough was, and if he can be an offensive threat for them down the stretch, that's going to be a big difference if they want to go back-to-back. Here's a couple of quick notes comparing how K-State shot the basketball in that first matchup to last night's matchup. Last night they shot at 33% from the field, 33% from behind the arc. The first game that was in Manhattan, 41% from the field, 41% from the three. <laughs> yeah, there it is, and they gave, they gave up 49 points in the first half. You're not going to yeah. win a lot of games. They tied the second half, though, technically speaking. So, really, you eliminate the second half. The game was won in the first half. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess if you're Kansas State, it's something you got to take away. I know that both of these teams have Texas coming up on the schedule, which is a solid squad. They, we've, we've said it before. We'll keep saying it. The Big 12, you have a chance just to keep getting big win after big win, or the losses can start to pile up. So, But also what I liked from Kansas in this one, too, is – just the bench production as well. Uh, both Yesifu and Pettiford coming in the backcourt played fine. Yesifu probably didn't have his best night shooting-wise. But Dewan Harris can't play. I mean, yes, he, he can. But at some point in the tournament, they're going to get down to it. He's going to be in foul trouble just because he plays so aggressive defensively. They get the sense eventually one of some referee is not going to like that, maybe. <laughs> and Yesifu and Pettiford are going to be charged with running the offense. And then... Up front, K.J. Adams is really good, but he's been known to get in foul trouble. He's been known also just to be a smaller big man. He's only 6'8", 6'9". He does really well in that short roll situation. But getting the production they did from Clements and Ernest Uday off the bench, they played four guys off the bench, all double figures in 10-plus minutes, and they looked they looked really good. I think the one complaint Bill Self would have would just be defense, but that, that'll come and go. It'll come with a team that's coached by Bill Self eventually. They'll get themselves right. Come March, I, I, have, I, have, I have high hopes that that, that will be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is big for KU just to kind of keep themselves in that race for the Big 12 regular season title. I mean, I know you don't compete for regular season titles. You really compete for, you know, conference championships well, and I obviously mean, national championships but still staying in that it race something i mean a buy helps is the big thing that's really the big thing making sure you get get a buy well at least in a lot of conferences the big 12 is different because they only have 10 teams well but they you still i mean you you hang a banner for a regular season title it, it means something it kansas won how many in a row and that was an important stat so if it's kind of where people in the NFL base their season off if they win the Super Bowl. And being a Vikings fan, that doesn't happen. So you have to find other silver linings. If you base your season off of winning the national championship in college basketball, you're not going to be satisfied 95% of your seasons. But if you look back on it and you say, man, you know, we were a number two national seed. We won the Big 12. We maybe don't win the Big 12 tournament. But if they win the Big 12 tournament, maybe a number one seed you got to be pretty satisfied with that if you're if you're a Kansas fan or just any team in the Big 12, and that's got to be something that's played for, I think, and something that isn't just uh, taken for granted. I mean, obviously the, the goal is the national championship for a lot of these teams in the conference, which is what makes it fun, but at the same time, uh, uh, the goal should also be winning the conference. Yeah. Conference tournament or regular season? I, regular season. Conference tournament is a whole different thing. I think at that point you reset, and I, I'm I, I think winning the conference tournament is overrated. I think, as, as a North Carolina fan, unless we have to win the conference tournament to make the tournament, I don't want to win the conference tournament because I, I don't think... It's one thing to win six in a row to end the season, which you have to do to win the NCAA tournament, 
But then winning three or four more on top of that, you win nine, ten in a row. That doesn't happen very often in college basketball when you play power five opponents. Happened in 2011. I was about to say, Scouts. I heard Walker. So I'm saying it happens. It happens when you have Kemba Walker. More times than not, which I should have done the research on this. I didn't know this is where this conversation was going to go. No, the national champion didn't win their conference tournament, or at least it's it's not as often as you'd think. It doesn't really. Let's go. Wait. Let's let's go back. I don't think. Let's go you back to the recent happen, years. Hold on. What, what doesn't happen often? That they win the, the conference, conference and the national, yes. or that they win the national but not the conference? Conference and national. Okay. So, so you're, we're in agreement here. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't happen often. Let's go. Let's, why don't we go back? We got some time. Let's go back for the, at least the past couple of years. Kansas won both last year. Then 2021, Baylor won the Big 12, correct? And uh, they won. 2021, so. you kind of take with a grain of salt, I feel like. Well, yeah, but... It's, they still were a national champion. 2020 was COVID. Well, Dayton. Dayton did it. They won. <laughs> Dayton won the national title in 2020. Shout out Peyton T. Gallagher. Uh, 2019. Uh, Baylor did not win That's right. the, the Big 12 in they 2021. Did State win it. Nope. Texas won. That's yeah. right. Matt Coleman III was the MVP. That's right. I forgot about that. I always assumed because that Baylor team was so dominant, they won the Big then 12. They bounced like in the first round by like Abilene Christian. That's right. They did. They did. That they did, Scott. 2019 ACC Duke won, Duke and Virginia won, won the national championship. Because that was the Zion Williamson year. Yep. 2018 Villanova won. I believe they won the Big just East. Ran through the season. The Big year. East was Villanova, and in hold on, that was 2019. My bad. 2018 was Villanova because they won back to back. I thought in 2018. Yes, they 19. did win. 17 Carolina. Carolina won. They didn't win the Big East or the ACC that year, did they? I don't believe so. I don't think so. That was Duke, that, no, right? That was uh, when uh, Duke won. Yeah, four Duke games won. In four Duke days. won. Yeah, Jason Tatum. Twenty sixteen Big East. I, we're looking. We're looking, people. We're looking. We are sorry. Seton Hall won. Twenty sixteen Big East. Seton Hall won. So Villanova got knocked off. I mean, exactly. I, so a long-winded point. You don't want to win the conference tournament. They're overrated. I cheer against my team in the conference tournament. Actually, two thousand twelve Kentucky. Did they win the conference tournament that year? That's a good question. Because that was the Anthony Davis team. That was the team that was really good throughout the entire season. I believe so. And we have someone in studio now that should know. Mm-hmm. They, sh- they should know if, if Kentucky won. Did Kentucky win the SEC tournament? Oh, I got a good nugget here. Um, I sadly do not know if they won that. Talk, well. Calls herself a Kentucky fan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Aaron Herpy in studio. Ooh. National Women in Sports Day heat check out here, doing the most. You are doing the most. We, we try. We try. We like to think of ourselves as uh, with the times That's moving good. forward. We're yeah. men of the people here. That's right. And uh, Vanderbilt, shout out Peyton Gallagher. What a, what a segue Vanderbilt right there. Won. Vanderbilt won in 2012. All right. The last time that basketball team did anything notable. So even when you John have- Jenkins, the tournament MVP. Peyton, I hope you're listening, man, because you lo- I know you love John Jenkins. So... Even when you have Anthony Davis on your team, you, you still, still don't, don't want to win the conference tournament. It's a, it's a curse. You should not do it. You should not try to do it. You should actually intentionally tank in the first round of the conference yes. tournament. Yes. Give yourself more rest. Yes. I am. Oh, I am so for that. Also, Carolina, take a couple days off from Greensboro. Yes. Let's go there. Also, a quick note here. If you've, I, just, I found this the other day looking at the Gonzaga schedule. They scheduled a game after... Their last regular season game, which is at home against St. Mary's, they scheduled a game against Chicago State, who is awful. But I believe they did that. I'm just guessing here because they knew that they 
because the way the WCC tournament works, which if you haven't seen the WCC conference tournament bracket, l- look it up because it's hilarious. But the, you're going to play two games in the conference tournament, and you're going to have about a week and a half off until you play those two games. So they scheduled Chicago State after St. Mary's, which is awesome. Very smart. Chicago but, uh, State, mind you, is in the whack. No, they're they're independent now. They're independent now. When did that happen? Uh, I don't know, but we we should talk Kentucky. I feel like being that we have Kentucky expert on Aaron. Are are we worried at all about about the cats? Status of the cats here. Okay. Um, I mean, on your opinion, what do you think is the problem with Kentucky basketball? I just um, don't think they have a roster that Calipari is used to. They don't have as much talent as they usually get around there, and they run everything through one player. Shooting as well. I don't think they have enough guys who... Oh, my God, their shooting percentage is so bad. Yeah, I mean, that that would be an issue, I think. And it, it would it would be an issue, yeah. <laughs> it, it helps I don't know what you're trying to say here. It, it helps when you score? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, looking at some of their losses... We'll look at Bama... At Bama, they were 21 for 70, 73 for field goal, which is 29%. Good God. That's a, they were that's five, a lot of shots. Five oh. for 20 for um, free throw. Not free throw. Five for 20 for three point, 25%. Jeez. They or, chucked up 23s in that game? They chucked up and only made five of them. And they were five for eight for three throw, free throw. All right. So are you one of those people where – Come tournament time, if Kentucky's lucky enough to make it, which we we don't know at this point. We have no idea. Are you are you going to be picking them to to win it all? Are you going to be picking them just in the first round? Is it a Sweet Sixteen type of year, or do you just pencil in Kentucky for the championship every year if they're in it? I mean, I'm a realistic person, so I'm not going to put them all the way into the championship because based on how they're playing, it's not happening. Okay, I can respect that. I had, I had Carolina losing to Baylor last year, and boy, did they prove me wrong. Okay. Last yeah. time my team made the tournament, I was 11 months old. I was about to say, <laughs> were we alive, Kevin? I was, actually, tell you, I was nine and a half months old. Aaron, how do you feel about the phrase, I've, I've coined this one on Heat Check, ain't no stopping Jacob Toppin. How do you feel about that one? Oh, my gosh. Ain't no stopping Jacob Toppin. That's a good one, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure he's been stopped before, so... Yeah, but stopping rhymes with topping. That's why it's funny. I guess so. You have returning National Player of the Year, Oscar Shiba. You should be more excited about your team than you are, I think. It's so great that you have all these, like, players that everyone thinks are so good, and then they can't even win, like, basic games. Oh, you're tell You are telling me. You're preaching <laughs> to the choir. You are, you are <laughs> preaching to the choir. You're telling me. Uh, Carolina lost to Pittsburgh tonight, for those of you that don't oh, know. Yeah. Wait, Go what? Pitt. Go Pitt. Aaron is he also f- Aaron's from Pittsburgh, so. In case you didn't know, I am from Pittsburgh. Also, one Somehow of the, a Kentucky fan, Hold though. on. Shush, shush, shush. One of the UNC players... You know who Puff Johnson is? Oh, I know who Puff Johnson is. Puff Johnson is from Pittsburgh. His brother Cam Johnson played at Pittsburgh before transferring to UNC, but then getting drafted, obviously. So, go Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, I I did know all that. Do you know Puff Johnson's real name? I can't remember it. His real name is Donovan, and they call him Puff because he liked Cocoa Puffs as a child. Question. How do you know all of this? Are you like a stalker, like a super fan? He yes, is. I am. A, this I would, man is North Carolina. I would basketball. say I'm a super fan. I wouldn't say I'm a stalker, but this, I, this man goes to sleep reading the North Carolina media guide every single night. <laughs> Eat, sleep, breathe UNC basketball. Yeah, it's a big day on Saturday. All right, I will, it will determine my mood for the whole weekend. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Real quick, 
How does someone from Pittsburgh end up as a Kentucky fan? It's a great question. I have told this story before. Well, never to the when heat I, check listeners. Heat My check. mom is wondering. Oh, hi, Riley's mom. Anyways, when I was a young child and I didn't understand basketball. A wee lad. I, <laughs> I, I was doing a March Madness bracket and I thought, oh, Kentucky looks cool. So I made them go all the way and they won that year. So... Then I've just liked them since. My brother, fun fact, by the way, in a similar story, Brayden, even though he hates sports, for growing up his entire childhood, he picked Cincinnati because he liked the team name Bearcats. I hate Cincinnati. Do you recall the, the year not? that you picked Kentucky? Yeah, first year you I picked Kentucky. I can't remember the year. I cannot. There's only one year. Uh, no. There's only... You don't know. what. I don't get what year you're referring to, Scott. Yeah, I don't know. I'm either. so very confused right well, now. 2012. What else? 12, they won the national championship. Kentucky made the final four in 2011. Well, she yeah, said she they won it all, way. I guess. That's she, true. Aaron yeah, said all the way. 2012, then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it had to have been 2012. That sounds like a. Yeah, that sounds like the correct time frame. How old was I? I don't know. About I 10, know. I would guess. 10? 9, 10. I was 9. 9. I should say like 9. I was 9. So you were a big Anthony Davis fan. Well, I can't blame you. I mean, he's really cute. Nice to look at. So, I mean, I disagree. Anth- who doesn't like Anthony Davis, right? Me. I mean, look at him in the NBA. He's injured 24-7. Cool. Yeah, I learned that from the best, John Calipari. The what key if you want to be successful in the NBA from Kentucky is to sit on the bench and then... Devin Go, Booker would know. Yep, Devin Booker, I'm Shea Gildas dis- Alexander. I'm very Tyler Hero start. In him. Tyler Hero did start, but Jamal Murray. That's it, another good bench one. Bench guys. Yep. Is this just like Flame Kentucky or something from you, Riley? No, no, it's not at all. But <laughs> it can be. If you really do you, want do you recognize the name Luke May at all? <laughs> 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 Remember watching oh that game, Aaron, 2017? Everyone thought Malik Monk was just going to send Kentucky to the Final Four. It tied up the game. It just did not go very well. <sighs> uh, well, for you, it didn't go very well. For Riley, it's a shot I think I saw a dreams. TikTok the other day. It was like a flashback thing of Luke May went to like his 8 a.m. the next he day did. or something. He did do that. What a legend. That came up in my feed, too, the other day. It came up in my <laughs> feed, too. Guys, we're on the same TikTok. It's almost <laughs> like we all like college basketball or something. That's, that's really? crazy. <laughs> my <laughs> God. Wow, guys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Aaron, I know you work in the Cronkite, formerly Jet Lab, now the Equipment Lab. Can we just speak on that for a second with the strict policies being enforced of the 48-hour out rule? That was always a rule. Yeah, but now they're, like, taking away people's cars and stuff if they don't turn it in in time. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cutting off fingers. No, they are not. You get a, if you don't bring it back in 48 Riley's hours. Riley's missing his thumb right now. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> If you don't bring it back in 48 hours, it's a warning the first time. The second time is a day where you can't check stuff out. The next time is a week. And then after that, you're um, suspended for the year. All right. Good to wow. know. Okay. It's can we talk college basketball? I, I just want to get that quick question. I mean, we'll, it's, we have it's the, like the three-minute out rule at Blaze. Yeah, we don't really follow that ever. Sorry, <laughs> no, feel for thought. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> boys. All right. But, yeah. No, Scott's right. College basketball. All right. Kevin, What's get us then? back on. Mo- moving on here. Kentucky used to be a top two team years ago. Now they're no longer. But now we have two top two teams who are going in completely opposite directions. Purdue trending up. Tennessee lost tonight, which makes them the 10th different team to lose the season when they're ranked in the top two. It's the most in a single season in the AP poll era. Both of uh, our teams over here are also in that club this year, North Carolina and UConn. Nice. W's. Yep, that Congrats, is true. Congrats, boys. Um, 
Well, we talked about them on the the, the Monday slash Tuesday podcast. If you guys listen to that one, we talked about. T- we'll start with Tennessee. I always like to start with the bad news and finish with the good. Uh, He's a positive guy. Also, I believe is pronounced Kumwa or Kamwa. Kamwa. Oh, uh, me and Ryan figured this out the other night. Hold on one second. Yeah, just go with your story. And I'll get you yeah, an answer. Yeah, the guy named Olivier with that starts with an N, which is a silent N. Um, but he came back down to earth. He only had 11 points. They shot 27% from the field as a team. And we talked about kind of Scott was saying, if, you know, Alabama goes through one guy. Well, the, Tennessee could have used a Brandon Miller tonight to get them a few buckets when you shoot. That's – sorry. No, go ahead. That's the one thing with Tennessee is they can – have their games where they're going to score 80, but then they're going to have their games where they can score 50. But they're such a good defensive team, the best defensive team in the country on almost every advanced metric site, that they can, that they're not going to allow more than 65 almost to whoever they play. But there are go- they've had games where they don't get there themselves. They just go without scoring for too many for stretches of time, and that's a killer. Like Their leading scorer is Santiago Vescovi. He's averaging 12 points a game. Like, your leading scorer should be averaging a little more than 12 points per game if you're going to be a top-four team in the country. Well, and the, the metric that uh, people can look at, which you made, I love the point you made, Scott, is that they hold people to 65, but they might not get there themselves, is that the past however many national champions are both, I believe it is top 20, yes, 20. In, in Ken Palm offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And that's after the tournament is played. So that's kind of... I, so it's not going into the it's tournament. It's a little skewed. Right. So after it's played, which makes sense because you're probably playing pretty good on offense and defense. But if the tournament started today, Tennessee is first in defensive efficiency. Phenomenal. Great job, guys. Like, let's, by, let's clap it up for them. Like, there's, there's no, like, actual, like, on Ken Palm and stuff, they don't show you, like, the... Butter. Oh, wait, no, they do. Never mind. So, like, it's their adjusted defense is, like, miles ahead of any other team. Like, right. they are 85.2, the next closest team. 87.7. Rutgers, your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. But then they're 41st in offensive efficiency. Boo, bad, boo. boo. Their offense just doesn't – it's not consistent. Exactly. They don't, no, they don't have a guy. They don't have a guy they can just give the ball to and he'll, he's going to go score like a Brandon Miller. Everyone so needs that, to have a guy. So that's why yes, I'm telling you, you people right now where if you're, if you're doing a futures bet, you're betting all these, you know, these things – don't bet Tennessee to win the national championship. Don't. There it is. Sorry, Harris Hicks. Sorry, Walker Smith. Yeah, sorry to everyone who roots for Tennessee basketball. You you guys had your big win. You beat Alabama in football. Congratulations. Now it's back down to earth. Shout out Jacob Rudner, Florida Gators. Big win tonight. Colin Castleton finally played like I expected him to. 20 points. Todd Golden did a very good coaching job in that one. SEC, like, there's a lot of, like, teams, like, in that, like, in the tier of, like, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, like, Texas A&M, those are all really pretty good teams that, and some, two of them are probably going to miss the tournament. What are you whispering, Kevin? We have the pronunciation. Oh, what, what's what's the pronunciation? It's Olive. Oh, it's, wow, that's a weird way to pronounce Oliver. Um, it's Olivier Kamwa. 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 Okay. Got that's it. A weird, uh, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a name right there. Oh, we'll yeah. just call we'll call him we'll call him Oliver. That's him for the rest of the year. Oh my god! We'll just go Kamwa. Last name only. We'll like sure. Anytime we need to talk about him, we'll just go. Yeah, Kamwa had a great night. Yeah, we don't want to deal with the whole thing. The guy with the weird N last name. 
But yeah, they they just don't they don't have a guy, and that's going to be an issue. Zakai Ziegler is a good player, but I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, I don't think he's leading you to a national There's championship. There's no one that they can just throw the ball to that's going to go and get them 15 points. They don't have Caleb Love. As, as frustrating as it as it is, sometimes they don't have him. And this is the same conversation that we had on the show a couple weeks ago when discussing UCLA, specifically talking about they don't have that guy. Yeah, and they do. No, no, they don't have one guy. They turned last year. They did last year was Johnny Zuzang. Now yeah, this, this year, year it's Jaime Hawkins. Oh please, my grandpa you, could guard Jaime Hawkins. You can't him know his, because Hawkins and his damn pivots. Hawkins goes through stretches where he gets very cold, and when he's very cold, he is not very good. Yeah, Devin Cambridge. He was a liability. Like that word. He was a liability on the floor for probably twenty-five minutes in that game against Arizona State. Which is Averaging saying something now that an Arizona man. State team is now down to 15 and 7 after losing four straight Averaging games. Averaging 16 points a game, man. It's hard to argue something like that. But like, we're is talking he about like a top tier go to scorer? Like, I don't think that he, like, is he the best player? On, can he be the best player on a national championship team? No. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yes, that was th- my there point. it is. Done. That was my point. Conversation. Yeah. My point is. Who, they don't have a guy on that team, and you guys are losing to Tennessee. Same conversation for UCLA because they're another title contender, or at least according to the odds makers, another title contender. A guy, Mick Cronin, can just drop play and say, all right, go get me a bucket here. Exactly. There it is. You know who does have that? Who? Purdue. <gasps> they do. <gasps> the Damn. big fella. Zach Edie. Edie. Yes. Yes, yes. Aaron's also, favorite. my brother went to Purdue, so. Wow. And Ethan Morton from Pittsburgh. So. She's just racking them all up. Boiler up. Boiler, Boiler up. up. I have Purdue shirts and everything. Wow. This is big. <laughs> big stuff. Death, taxes, and Matt Painter. How about that? Oh, my gosh. I mean, how about Purdue, though? They are trending in the right direction at the right time. Well, I mean, they can trend in the been, right direction. They've been trending the whole year. They, they only can have trend one loss, in the right yeah. direction all they want. But better now. They because feel like they're more complete now. There is a rather there is a way to beat this team, I think. And What's I think that, Scott? Get Zach Eady, two fouls in five minutes. Okay. And so if you're an avid Titus and Tate listener like I am, you will know that Zach Eady only averages like 1.7 fouls a game. Which is crazy. I don't understand why teams just run at him and try to get fouled. Because he just stands there, and if you just run at him, he can he can literally just stand there straight up, not a foul, and still block your shot. That's why he doesn't have fouls. Now, that might, it might happen in March. I still think there, there, there will be a game. Where it's either Edie just doesn't have the touch, or he's in foul trouble, or something. I still think they have the guys to get it done. I'm gonna I tell you, their supporting cast is interesting with, with the fact that there's no like, um, there's no Travion Williams like a big power forward because that works so well. No, that's <laughs> there's no kind of like backup option. If Edie has a bad game, the whole team's gonna have. I a disagree bad game. wholeheartedly. I think Trey Kaufman Ren does just fine on the block. Well, other than Edie, they only have one other player averaging more than 10 points a game, and that's Fletcher Lawyer. Who is and really even good. then, he is, he is shooting 40% from the field. But, but Fletcher Lawyer is still a very good basketball player. Yeah, but... Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Indiana, which has a little bit of basketball history. I mean, Braden Smith, really? uh, Caleb First, Mason Gillis. I mean, Mason, put some respect on Mason Gillis' name. He now holds the record for most three-pointers in a game in Mackey Arena. He had 29 points tonight. Nine for twelve from three. I, I can promise you. I can literally promise you. If Mason Gillis is the leading scorer in the NCAA tournament for Purdue, they're winning the national championship because that means that man is just going off. Because Edie, the thing about this team, Edie's going to get eighteen every night. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
See, Aaron knows. Mm-hmm. He averages 22 points a game. Exactly. I just, like, he's going to be the big scorer because he's the biggest guy on the team. No one else can go up against him. True, yeah, true. Good. But also, I'd like to mention, I, they, they also had Isaac Haas a few years ago who was just as big but not as good. So not only is he big, he's skilled. They're just absolutely Facts. carried by one guy. So, like, if Edie were to get in foul trouble or even get, like, a little ankle sprain or son. I think the I think the team goes. Yeah, down. and if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you brought that what? one out of the woodshed again. <laughs> See, Purdue is one foul foul trouble game or injury away from going out in the second round. Scott, with all due respect, you don't become the number one team in the country. Then have one guy gets in foul trouble and just all they have consistent scores. Score, like, I'm looking at their Torvik rankings right now, and their two point their two their two point percentage is 48th, even with the best two point player in the country. Their three point offense is 175th, which that's below average. And they're I mean they play good three point defense and they play good two point defense, so they're a good defending team. That's what's different but, about this team. But the problem is if you take Zach Eady's offense out of the equation, where are the points gonna come from? Um I'm looking at it right here. It's like saying if you take LeBron off the Cavs when they were they're good. shooting thirty three percent from three this year as a team. Okay. Okay, and that's so last year this Purdue team was ninety third in Ken Palm in defense efficiency. This year, eighteenth. So they, they, if Zach Eady goes out, guess what? They still allowed 60 points against Penn State tonight. You take Zach Eady's 18 points off the board, guess what the final score is? 62-60, Purdue wins. also at home. Okay, I'm just You're making just up saying. excuses you, now. At yes, this you point. are. You're making up excuses, Scott. At <laughs> some point, you got to just admit, Purdue deserves the credit. I, I, don't, like tr- I don't trust teams that are that just one g- live and die by one guy. I feel like you're one of those people who just sleeps on Purdue every single year. Uh, no, like I actually picked them to go to the consi- Final Four last year. They're consistently like, failing decent in the tournament every year. They're consistently w- decent. I wouldn't say like failing 24-7. As the guy who consistently craps on the Big Ten, hi here. That's me. Oh, gosh. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's Purdue not. is good. And Purdue, we talked on Monday night about just how overrated the Big Ten is. Monday night, Tuesday morning podcast for those of you who listen. By the way, go check it out on all podcast platforms. Purdue might be the one team that finally gets this Big Ten out of this stretch run of just consistently just being bad in the tournament, but yet always being overhyped. Purdue, this year's Purdue team, I think, can do it more than any other Big Ten team in the past couple of years. uh, They're a Final Four they're not like last year. They were a Final Four contender. They were a three seed, and lost to a fifteen. They did lose to a fifteen, but they were a Final Four contender that was just kind of trailing off toward the end of the year. It, I mean, it's still the beginning of February. I they guess peaked they peaked in like December. They last could year. exactly, yeah. and they're still peaking now. You could say they're. We, we've talked about Purdue too much now. They're they're really good. They're number one in the country. But Scott has a lot of opinions. And they can win the national championship, but I'm not going to pick them to. That's my. You can't say who's going to pick to win the national championship till the bracket comes out and we Fair. have matchups. But Scott, Fair. I know something you've been working real hard on. It came out today. It's February 1st. You promised the people. You Agreed. promised the people. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we continue the rest of our show, we're going to take a brief intermission to talk Scott's first bracket. Oh, I'm just an intermission, huh? Yep, that's what you are, Scott. <laughs> I, intermission I in from hours. talking. Of this today. Jeez. From talking actual physical game plan. Gameplay. See, don't take it as so offensive, Scott. 
Now, okay. first question I have for you. You have Charleston as a 12 seed. Yes. So Charleston is down there for a few reasons as I, I was preparing for this. Their adjusted offense and adjusted defense numbers are 74 and 96, respectively. Not necessarily truly standout. They just lost a conference game in the CAA. 21-2, and two, yes, that's a great season. That's a great start, don't get me wrong. But strength of schedule is putrid. Uh, that's a good word. And their adjusted <laughs> offense and adjusted <laughs> defense numbers don't really make up for just dominating bad teams. So 12 seed as an AQ for now. All right. Fair enough. Okay. St. Mary's is a five. They beat Gonzaga on Saturday, which we get to later. They beat them. What, what's the ceiling for them, you think? Three seed? They beat Gonzaga again and win the WCC. They can get as high as a three. Maybe even a two? I don't think. I don't know about that. They run that. the table. They have two. They, they run the table the rest of the year. They have two wins against Gonzaga. Three wins, actually, because they beat in the conference that, tournament. Because, so if you look at the one and two seed lines, Houston oh. and Purdue are pretty much locked. And the SEC champion, as long as it's Alabama or Tennessee, uh, don't sleep on Kentucky, don't sleep man. On Kentucky. Both Arizona and UCLA look at least for the two. Uh, Texas is playing up to the two right now. Whoever the Big 12 champion is, whether it's Kansas or Texas, playing at that rate. So th- there's not much room, I feel like, for them to get to it too. They need some teams to kind of falter. But if they went out and win the WCC beating Gonzaga twice, uh, probably I would say three. But the chance is there for two if they get some help. Real quick, um, Scott, two, two, two comments slash questions for me here. First one, um, I'm not thrilled that you're like the committee in putting the two mid, two good mid-major teams together. the heck is that? Where? What are you talking about? St. Mary's, Mary's and Charleston, Charleston playing each other first round. <laughs> Seriously? Messed up, man. Stop. Way, Why? Like, that's works, my biggest man. beef with the committee. And also, by the way, you gave UConn their nightmare matchup. I know. I'm asking for despair putting UConn against Kent State. <laughs> I would love to see that. I wouldn't. It's going to happen. If the 12 seeds turn out how Scott has them in Charleston, like Kent State, seeds, Oral Roberts, and Liberty, there's a real chance all four or five seeds lose. Just the problem yeah. is if you look at the, well, the one you would want to pick is Oral Roberts, but going up against Rutgers, they're the kind of team that could take Max Asmus away. I, how they play defense. That's true. In this scenario, if this was the physical bracket, I would take Kent State because they can shoot the lights out of the gym and shoot anyone out of a game. I'd take Charleston. So Jordan Hawkins. <laughs> Okay, whatever, man. He did it to your team two nights ago. He did do it to my team two nights ago. But, you know, my team is going to be in the NCAA tournament, so I'm over it. Um, The two tricky ones are the ones on the right side of your bracket. Liberty, Indiana is a tricky one. I personally... I think Liberty can win that game, but, like, it's not going to be nearly as easy as... It's not. It's a tougher one to pick than the ones on the left side. I mean, if I were to pick that game, I would pick Indiana just because of the Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Fino combo. I just feel like that's hard to stop when they're both on their games. I would take Rutgers over Oral Roberts, just because of the way they can defend Max A. Smith, and there's no Kevin O'Banner to ban- to exactly ban- to help him out. That and that's that's exactly my reasoning. Yeah. All right. Good intermission, guys. You can check out the whole version on the Heat Check underscore Show Twitter. For all of Scotty's bracketology. That's all you guys got? Kentucky, we have a lot more. We have Kentucky, a lot Oklahoma more is the first four game. Scott. Yeah, and the best part about that, the winner then goes and plays Duke. <laughs> oh, there you go. But, right. uh, yes, for Aaron, in case you were wondering, your Wildcats are the second to last team in the field for me right now. Wow. Wow. That's all we get. Wow. Tragic. Wow. 
Oh, two words. Sorry, I was looking at Kevin's Be Real. It's on my phone. Kevin, put your phone down and start producing better. Yeah, For I real. am producing right now, Scott, and producing I can easily mute better. <laughs> Produce better? Okay, fine. This yeah, is how we go better. Don't. Oh, he muted him. He muted him. <laughs> he was asking for it. All right. Kev. I wasn't going to do it tonight. Hi, I wasn't going to do it tonight. How are you doing tonight? I've been better, which we're about to talk about. We are. But What's first, actually, we skipped something. So we got to go back. We're bringing Scott back in the conversation because it involves the Big East. It involves one of Scott's favorite teams. Not really. Providence. <laughs> got a lot of fires, man. Do you like what I, I, I literally wrote God's down? Country. Providence did Providence things but still ended up where they belong, being Providence. Because they lost. Well, Xavier is a better team than Providence. Like, I mean, even without Fremantle, which is a very big loss, by the way. Like, I thought Xavier was pretty much going to have it was it was going to be between Xavier, UConn, and Marquette to win the Big East tournament. But with the loss of Fremantle, like, it's more of a conversation now for sure. And Xavier and Providence, I watched a little bit of that game. First of all, it was entertaining, very, very entertaining for the way it started. By the way, but this Providence team. I got to give it to Ed Cooley. He coaches his butt off every single night. Like, you look at the names on this roster. Like, it's not in – you look how they perform tonight. Like, Bryce Hopkins, who has a chance to be Big East Player of the Year, shot 3 of 14, and they still took Xavier to overtime on the road. Where did did he transfer from again, Scott? North Carolina? No, transferred from Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. But even Noah Locke and Ed Ed Crosswell both eclipsed 20 points. And they're doing this with Jared Bynum, who also had a terrible game. He shot 3 of 12. So they get terrible games out of pretty much their two best players and still take, in my opinion, the best team in the conference all the way to the wire on the road. Like Providence is a very, very good basketball team. And Xavier, they just have so many offensive weapons that can kill you which is why they won this game. Jack Nungy, Colby Jones, and Sulia Boom all had more than 20 points. And if they had Fremantle, he might have been in that club too. So Providence is a very, very good team. Uh, I don't believe it's better than last year's team. And they're certainly not luckier than last year's team as considering their luck rating is actually in the negatives this year. So the ball is apparently not bouncing the Friars away this time. And around. somewhere in Kansas, Gabe Swartz is clapping. <laughs> Gabe is Gabe is smiling right but now. But the Friars are a very good team for sure, and it was not expected. Just like last year was not expected. I would not say that they. I mean, they can win the Big East tournament. All depends who you got to go through. They're certainly in contention for the Big East regular season title, but I don't think this year's team is better than last year's. And they also played agree with a rather terrible non-conference schedule. So, Alrighty. Cool. That's Providence Talk with the Big East Man. So now we move on to now, go down to the ACC. And a former member of the Big East defeated Riley's Tar Heels tonight. It was a tough one, man. Um, I mean, you, you can't, as, as a... As a longtime North Carolina fan, we've been very blessed with a lot of success in my lifetime, so you can't be too upset when the losses come. Uh, the, the upsetting thing is it, Pittsburgh wasn't better than us. They were just tougher than us, which is, which is sad because you don't like to lose games like that. We had more rebounds. We attempted more shots. We just didn't play as well. Maybe if R.J. Davis wasn't you know concussed from last week, he could have made a few more three-pointers. Cause yeah, that would help. He made zero, which obviously he's not concussed. They don't have the Miami Dolphins training staff there, so we're good. But it, it was a tough game. But here's the thing. Here's the silver lining, people. Everyone out there listening that are my Carolina fans, let's hear it. Because you told me, Kevin, if you sat me down on Sunday, okay, 
And you said, all right, Riley, Tar Heels are going to win one game of two this week. As long as that one is Duke, the rest of the week doesn't matter. And was, we can still do that. I was about to say, can I take a crack at what the answer to that question was mm-hmm. going to be right there? Uh, this this loss is going to motivate them, I think. I think they're going to be ready to play in Hansborough Indoor Stadium on Saturday. It's just sad, though, because what used to be the greatest rivalry in college basketball, greatest rivalry in sports, is just over now. It's not even a rivalry because North Carolina won the rivalry. It's just an ACC conference game on ESPN. So can I ask you, Riley, just to remind our, our loyal and great listeners here, what happened the last time Carolina and Duke shared a basketball court together, and where was it? Well, and the last time was in New Orleans in the Final Four when Coach K's career came to an end, and the time before that would have been, uh, I believe, in Durham, North Carolina at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Was that Coach K's final home it, game? It was. It was. Oh. And if you know anything about Caleb Love, is he hates Duke, man. Let me tell you, the dude, he hates him. Hates he, him more than you? I think so, because he averages 20-plus oh. points against him. How many turnovers, though? Doesn't matter. You win the game. You play to win the game, Scott. And he's 4-1 and one against him in his, in his career, so I'd say that's pretty good. The one loss was last year at home, but we don't talk about that one. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, they got that. That's, that's, that's when I think you started to sound the panic alarm on last year's team was that, that after that Duke game. Which, last by year. the way, ESPN, or I shouldn't say ESPN, the, the great people at the ACC Network put up a great graphic tonight talking about last year, after North Carolina lost to Pitt, you know what they did, Scott? They ran the table in the regular season. Then they lost in the ACC tournament, all part of the formula of all winning of in plan. March. <laughs> and then they went to the national championship game. So losing to Pitt was exactly what we needed. Now we'll run the table, and we'll make the national championship. And hopefully Remy Martin doesn't bank in three-pointers this year. <laughs> quick and we'll little, cut down the nets. Real quick, quick also. No, no, real quick right here. <laughs> you go, okay. Because apparently the Taco Cello text line says I'm in a mood tonight. From a source that's in the producer's chair. Wow. I don't like being talked about behind my back, Kevin. <laughs> and with that, we bring on Henry Dominate to the show. Why, is, he- tonight, why Henry? is Henry here? This show was going so good. Why isn't Henry here? Well, Scott is the one who invited him in. Uh, after you said told him to talk to me because I was in a mood. In a mood. Well, All right, Henry, okay. min- minimal words. Minimal okay. words. We're still on the Carolina Duke thing. I'm going to break this thing down from a fundamental standpoint. Shout out Kent Murphy. All right. Legendary. Last year, Hubert Davis just put on an absolute coaching clinic. They just put Duke in high pick and roll, kicked their butt, took it to him. Hopefully, R.J. Davis has it figured it out. Has it figured out by Saturday with the whole uh, finger eye issue he's got going on? He's banged up. We'll give him some slack. Uh, I liked what Carolina did defensively tonight. They held Pittsburgh to uh, 64, 65 points, whatever it was. So not bad there. I think defensively they're ready to go. I like this team because we got a veteran group of guys who know how to win these kind of games. They know how to go on the road and get a win at Duke. I, so I, I feel pretty confident about this one. Now talk to me again when we do our pod on Monday and see how I feel. I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't think Derek Whitehead's going to play. Derek Lively isn't very good, apparently, for being the number one recruit. He kind of sucks. So that one's interesting. I don't think John Shire's a very good coach. I think we got got a good chance on Saturday, people. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And no matter what people say, because there's another game on the docket to talk about tonight, which we kind of went out of order here because we should have done – the college game day thing where we talk about the best game 
at the end of the show. But people were talking, I saw on Twitter, that, oh, Purdue-Indiana should be the big game on ESPN on Saturday. That's the big one. Well, guess what? Purdue and Indiana don't win national championships like North Carolina and Duke. They don't play close games like North Carolina and Duke. They don't produce the talent like North Carolina and Duke. Just because they have the name Purdue and Indiana doesn't make it a better game. And I don't care if Duke and North Carolina are both unranked. It's still the greatest rivalry in all of sports. It, oh, no, 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 no. In college basketball, it's the greatest rivalry. <laughs> Who's better in sports? Who's better in sports, Scott? The greatest rivalry in all sports is Red Sox. You don't like Purdue-Indiana? <laughs> Purdue-Indiana is a fine rivalry, Aaron, but... It's, it's the, not it's the greatest in college basketball. It's no Indiana Uwe Pooey. By the way, that's the voice no, of Henry Dominey. Eric Liss is here, too. What about, the, what about oh. Wild uh, Blackhawks? Kevin? This is too many no. voices on Heat Check, people. We're going to start locking the doors. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. Locking so, the doors and slapping I the floors. I think for Purdue, they Scott's still need to win the game. Like, if you want to mute me? No. If you're going to talk about rivalry games... <laughs> you just muted me? If you're going to talk about rivalry games, like they need to, Purdue needs to win that game. Just saying. I can't. I mean, that's that's good logic. You can't really defy that. It's all right, Henry. You're done with words now for the night. <laughs> Scott invited you in, and I'm that's kicking you out. Yeah. and that's not even like that's IUPUI. So if you're gonna say yeah. it, yeah, no, it's, it right. it's a heat that, check. That joke. was the joke. That was the joke, Aaron. I'm a really valuable funny. listener here. Okay, uh, Eric List is saying bye bye. Henry Dominey is also saying bye bye. Yes, for good. You guys had your fun minute. Good job. Thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate it. Fuel for thoughts up next after us. If you're listening live on Blaze Radio. If you're on the podcast, uh, sorry for that. We're, we're really sorry. If, Pretending you didn't hear any if, of that. If you're on the podcast, um, an old episode of ours is on next. <laughs> Aaron, you're a valued member of the show. You can stay. Henry has been. Henry and Eric. Henry, you've been muted. Done. Sorry, oh, I've thanks, been muted too. Riley. Oh, sorry. I meant to put you back on on mute. Yeah, stop muting me. But like I was saying, Purdue Indiana oh, big game on Saturday. Iron it is Bowl. a big game, but Iron don't. No, 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 no. Kevin, no. Iron Bowl? Iron Bowl plays once a year. Carolina Duke is twice a year. It's better. Each team gets to play on their home floor. Get to Are you saying it. the best rivalry in all of sports? So you're ignoring, like, you're ignoring... Oh, Here's what I'm going to say. If you look FC up... Barcelona. I was looking at... You're ignoring some of the greatest soccer rivalries of all time, which are arguably probably more historic and better than Duke Carolina. Are they... Can you can you walk to the... Can you walk from Madrid to Barcelona? I have no idea. I've never been. At least in a Liverpool. decent amount of time. Liverpool, Everton, they play across the street from each other. Okay. And when's the last time either of those teams have been relevant? Liverpool, Liverpool won the Champions League like two years ago. Okay. And Everton? Is Everton any good? Everton's in the Premier League every single year. Okay. Not any, they NC State's in the ACC every year. They won't be out. And they're, they're, that doesn't make them good. North Carolina owns hey, them. I had them in bracketology this, this the week. The point man. is, it's such a great rivalry because... One, as much as I hate to say it, both teams win. Both teams are successful. And like they always put up the stat that it never fails to amaze me. It's like last 100 meetings, it's tied 50 to 50, and it's within like four points. Man United, Liverpool. Okay. I couldn't name you the last time they played, what the score was. I guarantee you, though, you ask everyone in the U.S. who pays attention to sports, they could tell you Duke Carolina, Final Four, Coach K. Boom. Gone. But if you ask anyone that isn't in the United States Look, of man, Park the Bus is on at a different time. If you want to go tuck you, soccer, and you can go do that. Do you think there's a better basketball rivalry than Duke and I think, Carolina? I think it's the best rivalry in both professional or college basketball. Absolutely. I, I disagree. Okay. What, what, could, what could possibly be better if than If you say Lakers-Celtics, you are ridiculous. If you say Lakers-Celtics, you're being muted. I'm letting you know right now. 
That is that is ludicrous, Scott. They play on opposite coasts of the country. Their fans don't have time to hate each other. They can't. Okay. They don't, the right. games don't okay. nearly mean as All much. Right. Now. I wasn't gonna LA say because he doesn't want to be muted. LA fans don't show up. Exactly. Okay. Right. Purdue, Indiana, though Saturday, big game for both teams, right? And here's why, people. I'm gonna give you give you the rundown here. For Purdue, everyone's like, oh, are they really that good? They just have this one big guy. Well, guess what? They're going to go against another elite big guy on Saturday, Trace Jackson Davis. Zach Eady, if he's able to dominate him, stay out of foul trouble. Or you know what? I kind of hope, for all of our sakes, Zach Eady gets into foul trouble, and they still win. Because I, for one, am a Purdue stan. I'm with them. They deserve their credit. I'm tired of this, oh, they, do, they don't deserve number one, because they do. On the flip side, though, Indiana, they've been up and down all season. They lost to Maryland on Tuesday. They get the number one team in the country at home. It's going to be sold out. The place is going to be electric. It's going to be a great time. They, they need that game both for national purposes. The Big Ten's all but wrapped up. Purdue's going to mm-hmm. win that in the regular season. But they need it just for some momentum going into the tournament, and they need it just to get the fan base back involved. And Indiana basketball is back. You know They tried to push that earlier in the season. Because they beat North Carolina at home. Oh, good, good for them. They're back the Mr. way the Mets UNC are back. Over there. Good call. Bro, literally 100 wins last year. Doesn't matter if you don't want to ship. Riley will tell Bro, you that. Bro, make the playoffs! Riley will tell you that. It's true. Doesn't matter if you don't win at all. Uh, yeah, did either of your teams make the playoffs last year? Oh, okay, I'm so sorry sport. that the Twins no, didn't spend didn't. the most money in baseball. My Bro, bad. you want to win, spend some money. I don't make those decisions. I just cheer for the team. You know, in 25 years when the Mets win a World Series title, we're going to be calling them like the, the Yankees that said they bought their rings. <laughs> Still a ring. It, it's just ring. Purdue, Purdue, Indiana, though. B- big big this. game. Hoosier rhymes with loser. Wow, that's true. Purdue Whoa. wins. Purdue I, th- wins. I think Indiana's going to win personally. I think it's really hard to Who's win in Bloomington. Again? No, boiler up. It's at IU, is it's it in not? Bloomington, yes. Yeah, it's Indiana's at Assembly Hall. At hey, you know how close they are? Oh, it's true. Not, then it'll be all Purdue fans. What was I thinking? Indiana's it's got, like, dude, Indiana's got fans. Come on, Indiana's man. Got fans they won't. Uh, the Purdue travels base. extremely well. Dude, Indiana's got a fantastic Indiana fan base. All right, did you see, though, speaking yes, of fan bases? Traveling teams. Like, I thought Henry was muted. He is muted. I don't know why he's still talking. Oh, good, good. I Speaking Fully of Henry. fan bases and traveling in the Big Ten, I was waiting for scholarships and sanctions, but it feels very fitting right here. Did you see what Iowa did to the Illinois Orange Crush student section? No. So apparently, Illinois bought 200 tickets to the Iowa-Illinois basketball game on Saturday in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Iowa then, uh, what, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? They revoked the tickets. revoked the tickets essentially. Yes, but they didn't give them a refund. I, what's the word I'm looking for? But Stole? they they um so they took their money and ran commandeered essentially yes yes that's exactly what happened but then it came out then it came out that the Iowa athletics page and the Iowa basketball page tweeted that someone had called them and claimed to be with the uh, with the Illinois student section the big thing about the Illinois student section is they they are a nonprofit organization that donates money to uh, children's organizations and clubs in the area. So it's pretty cool what they do. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about how they're not going to get their money back and invalidated. There it is. They've invalidated the tickets. But then apparently someone just claimed that they were with this student section, but they weren't actually with the student section. And so Iowa is donating the tickets to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Cedar Rapids. 
I believe, is the city they're donating them to. So Instead of Iowa City? I guess. I don't know. Big 10 End of the day, they're donating the tickets, and that's going to be good, but kind of a funny situation there. Well, and for those of you who are wondering, typically in at least how college sports work, teams, when they're going on the road, the home team does usually – a nice thing by gifting the visiting team along with potentially, you know, maybe like 25 to 30 students an allotment of tickets. That's just a team that can't sell out their own arena. That is all. That is true. That Every is true. T- well, because you ha- no, it's for family. It's for family members of the players, everything. UConn does it. North Carolina does it. Every team does it. UConn doesn't need to do it in Gamble. But what, but they what, still what do Illinois it did is they, they, they bought 200 just like oh general God, admission Scott. tickets. Yeah, oh, they just bought the, – so this wasn't from the allotment that Iowa gave Illinois? Correct. No, it wasn't like for the families and coaches and whatever. It okay. was – they just went ahead and they they bought them and they said, well, it's not our fault that you decided to send them to a mailing address in Champaign. That's on you guys. And they said, oh, we didn't know that mm-hmm. – whatever. So, yeah. anyway. Real, real quick, uh, we touched upon the Zags and St. Mary's – during Scott's bracketology, we have a couple minutes here before we have to get the scholarships and sanctions. So, Did thoughts we? on this one? So that's a, this is the second biggest game on Saturday after Carolina Duke, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm serious in I terms disagree. of like national implications. I disagree. Okay. Okay. Who do you? What, what do you think? It's about I mean, Purdue, Indiana. I feel like holds a lot more stake than this than this game. But I'd, Purdue, Indiana is also a power. For, this is a mid-major game. Purdue, Indiana are going to have a lot more chances to play. Power five teams right. and get quad one wins. Right. For it's Gonzaga and St. Mary's, this is the last top 25 team Gonzaga will play throughout the year. And it's the last top 25 team that St. Mary's will play. Gonzaga right now. In the turn- unless they be in the conference tournament. Right. Gonzaga right now is a three seed, as you have them in bracketology, as does Joe Lenardi. You have St. Mary's as a five. St. Mary's is undefeated in WCC play. Gonzaga, of course, has the one loss. So if St. Mary's is able to win improve their fraudulent Ken Palm top 10 to the rest of the country. Which amazes me that they're top 10 in Ken Palm. They put themselves in such a driver's seat to win the WCC because if they just run the table until the last game of the conference play against Gonzaga, they can lose that game and already have clinched the WCC, which would be massive for the conference, be massive for college basketball. On the flip side, Gonzaga has the chance to go into a tough environment, get a quad one win on the road, and tell everyone, yeah, we know we lost to Loyola Marymount. We get it. But guess what? We are still the number one team in the WCC. We're going to win this league, and we're going to probably get a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. I feel like another important game to talk about is Kansas-Iowa State. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can uh, talk about the Big 12 about the, for we years. About, literally, our, our podcast from Monday is named the Big 12, the best conference in college basketball. If you want to hear us talk about the Big 12, go listen to the pod. Let's do scholarships and sanctions. I agree. Scott, get us going tonight. Sanction you for muting me all the time and uh, then saying I was in a mood behind my back. Scholarship. A, a, real, a, 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 my a, a touching, heartfelt moment. You put once. me in this mood. Okay, hey, hey, I have an important listen scholarship. To listen to Riley's scholarship. Scholarship to Aaron Herpy and the rest of the women in sports today. Agreed. That um, is a great one. Thank yes. you. Thank, thank you guys you. for all you do. And thank you for coming on the show tonight. Talk some Kentucky hoops. Susan, Mallory. To show. Everyone. Everyone at, at Blaze Radio, at ASU, at Cronkite, across the, across the globe. Dean Mel. Mm-hmm. Dean, Dean Mel. Dean Mel, yes. I love Dean Mel. Sanction to... Mm, who do I want to give a sanction to tonight? Someone I'm upset with. Oh, I've got a good sanction. Tonight. Okay, you go ahead first then. Sanction to Jim Beheim. Oh, that man's the scum of the earth. (laughs) 
He Once hates again, student journalism. He hates student journalism, which, by the way, it's not like last week or two weeks ago, whenever we had this conversation, we said, okay, well, the question was worded poorly. That was a fair question. Oh, yeah. Asking a guy who's normally there who's been averaging well into double figures for when he was playing, and all of a sudden he wasn't in a, not only wasn't playing, wasn't in attendance. That's the right thing the news journal say, hey, where was so-and-so tonight? We didn't see him in action. We didn't see him on the bench. That's a fair question. A guy who started, too. Exactly. No, it's a, it was a fair question. And then the way Jim goes, and by the way, your attitude's not very good either. That what is that? Me. Just say you're too old and retired. You don't like the kids anymore. I, no, literally, if I when I watched that video on Twitter, all the comments were, it's time to go, Jim. It's oh, time to retire. Got my sanction. Sanction to ESPN+. Plus. Because no, just sanction to ESPN in general. A top ten matchup, crap. A top ten matchup should not be on ESPN Plus. Kansas, Kansas State, a rivalry top ten matchup should not be on ESPN yeah, Plus. Game Dan Shulman and Jay Billis should have been on the call. It should have been on ESPN. Well, Billis and, was on the call, but Dan Shulman is the important part. <laughs> that's that a, that's guy. A very good point. Is a American hero. Even though he's from Canada. Do you not have ESPN Plus? <laughs> I do. Aaron, that's besides the point. I, 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 thought, I thought you were complaining because you didn't have ESPN no, I'm, Plus. I'm a man of the people. I speak for, I'm, li- I'm like the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> I'm the Lorax of college basketball. I speak for the people. And not everyone has ESPN Plus. I do because I'm a nerd. I'm a sicko. And I watch every basketball game under the sun. I, I said this yesterday in the Heat Check group chat. Just do what every red-blooded American does. Borrow your parents' account. Well... Yep. I mean that's one option, but you that is an option. Account. There you go, Riley. Aaron, we'll tweet your um, oh. your username and password, password after. So Please do not donate it to America. No. We'll donate it to America. Um, let's see. Um, it's time to go. Scholarship, scholarship to Burger King. Uh, they came up with a whopper, new ad. They came out with a new ad. Whopper. They came out with a new ad. Yo, sanction to us because Fuel for Thought starts in 40 seconds or 20. Yep. So now you care about the shows behind us, Scott. I love the show this behind us. This has been Heat Check. What? From the big Austin <laughs> Radio Studio. We'll see you on the pod next week. <laughs> that. Good night. Presents Heat Check. Sunday or Monday, you know that we flex. True. You can never make it more obvious. You checking for the heat, that's cold. That's cold, that's cold. Headed to the top of the top of this. You can never reach uh, these hoes. in the booth and we spin the truth. Aye. We inspire the youth and we get to the loop. You do what it does and we do what it do. We turn to the max and they got you on mute. Ooh, flow so high so you know Aye. I had to run a bag. Blazes a ball and we running like a running back. Gabe rock chalk so you know Aye. we having fun with that. Turn you in the up so you know Aye. it ain't no coming back. Now we done with that. He check is that